Hello and welcome to the Lean with Plants podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here listening and I hope that you are coping well with all of the lockdown stuff. We had a bit of a situation yesterday where I, I literally had no vegetables in my fridge and if you follow me on Instagram, you know like that's unheard of for me. All my tens and of thousands of broccoli had been eaten and so I was going to go to the supermarket last night went and hopped in the car and my daughter had left the light on and I couldn't start the car because the battery was flat. So not only did I not have any vegetables the next day or any like sweet potato that I was hoping to cook up, we also had to wait for my sister to come over and then jumpstart the car and we weren't even really allowed to go anywhere near her because we're all in lockdown still with COVID-19. So that was fun. So I've been hungry. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to just talk about the top three mistakes that you make while trying to lose weight. And spoiler alert, one of them is to do with hunger because you know I'm all about hunger busting. But let's get right into it. This podcast is all about really just how to lose weight in a simplified way because there is so much crap online. And like, I wish I could say this with some irony, but it's just absolute cockle doodle poo poos what you find in terms of weight loss and I feel like I've heard it all and then someone will message me what about this diet and I'm like oh my goodness I haven't heard it all there's another new thing on the scene and it's it's complex and I think when you go vegan you're expecting to get lean and lose weight and look like all these hashtag goal girls on the YouTubes and a lot of us gain weight I hear that so so much so this is here to simplify why but more importantly get you actually burning fat, losing weight, feeling amazing, and putting in some actionable steps. So number one, the first and biggest mistake that people make when they're trying to lose weight on a vegan plant-based diet, really any diet, is thinking there is some other reason than a calorie deficit that is going to burn fat. And a calorie deficit is vital for fat burning. Basically, what that means is that the amount of calories coming into your body have to be less than the amount of calories that your body is burning. What happens when this calorie deficit occurs is your body's forced to dip into those stored fat cells. So like that mum tum that you want gone, That the only way that that's going to be dipped into as a fuel source is if you're not having enough calories from the food that you're eating. So a calorie deficit, regardless of the diet that you're on, is absolutely vital for fat loss. The problem is when people think that it's like a specific food or a specific program or eating in a window that gets you losing fat, then it's going to be really, really hard to understand why. You can't tweak a diet that is literally just rules and uh, you've got no idea why it works. So some examples of this would be something like a raw till four kind of diet or an all raw diet where you hear so much that the reason that you lose fat is because some very airy fairy reason like, oh, you can't gain weight on fruit or oh, you can't gain weight when you're eating raw. But there's no explanation of why this would be the case or why it would be more likely for you to lose weight. Um, and then you have to stick to the program 100% because if you go off, then you're not going to lose the weight and you don't understand where it's coming from. 
if I can stress one thing to you, it is that you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. So your goal is not to find like the next program or the next diet. It's really just to be able to have the patience to modify what you are doing right now and find something that is sustainable for you long-term, that is healthy for you long-term, doable for you long-term, but that will get you into a slight calorie deficit. So the other issue with this kind of understanding that you think, okay, well, it's the program, you know, it's the raw tool for, it's the raw diet, it's the starch solution. And it's not that any of these are inherently bad. I'm not saying that at all, but you have to understand why they work. They work because for the most part, people who do them get into a calorie deficit. That is how they work. They're not magical unicorns and they don't fail you or you fail them either. In reality, if you don't see fat loss doing someone's specific program, it's because you weren't in a calorie deficit consistently. If you do see fat loss in someone's program, it is because you were and it's it's really I say this in um, the Lean With Plants membership that I run as well. It's really just about data and feedback from your body. And your body will tell you whether you're in a deficit or not by losing weight. It's very impassive. It's very um, like, it's not a moral thing. It's not a yes or no thing um, in terms of like failure or not. It's, It's all just data and feedback. So the healthiest, most sustainable way to get into a a calorie deficit and the most enjoyable way to get into a calorie deficit, according to the research and definitely according to my own perspective where I've lost nearly 40 pounds eating as much food as I want, being pretty flexible with my diet, still having some treats now and again, still being able to eat like porridge or smoothies or burrito bowls or whatever the heck really I felt like. Um, And that is going to be a low fat whole foods diet that has a lot of calorie dilute food. And what I mean by that is food that is low in calorie density. So think about something, something like broccoli, which is very, very few calories, but it has a lot of bulk there because it's filled with with water mainly and then also some fiber as well. And the awesome thing is when you add more of these foods into your diet and you reduce these high calorie density foods, things like oils and refined grains, then it's actually relatively easy to get into a calorie deficit and you'll be able to maintain that over a long period of time. You don't need to count calories. You don't need to cut your portion sizes. I eat like a ton of food. I'm going to talk about that a little bit further on. But yeah, please understand that it's not any kind of specific program that works or doesn't work. It's not that keto works or that intermittent fasting is better for fat loss. It really comes down to being in a calorie deficit. And there is some diets that do this better. They do it more effectively. And a low-fat, whole foods, plant-based diet does for a lot of different reasons. There's been massive books written on this. I really recommend the book How Not to Diet by Michael Greger. Um, But yeah, calorie deficit is needed. And when you understand this, it's easy as well to not be seduced by all of these new programs and fads that are coming out all of the time that claim to have the answer. And I think like, especially if you're hearing something like keto, like these kind of diets, paleo diets, whatever it is, and then never mentioning the fact that the way it works is to get you in a calorie deficit, that's your cue to run because they're trying to keep you blind there. I don't think it's like intentional all the time, but 
uh, it definitely is an advantage to like some kind of program if they're saying like we've got the only secret answer. It's kind of like Illuminati or something. Whereas I, I, I would never say that. Like the program that I run, the Lean With Mark Plants membership is all about getting people to understand how this works so that they can make those choices for themselves and be empowered. Okay. So the second mistake that people make, the second top mistake when you're trying to lose weight is not eating enough food. And when you're trying to lose weight, you want that fat gone like ASAP, right? You have, if you've already decided that you're going to knuckle down, you're going to do a diet, you're going to say no to cake, then you want the results of that pain yesterday. And something I've heard as well is people saying, like, I want to see more results for the hard work that I've put in. And it makes sense, but really like the biggest issue is going to be if you are working so hard, if you feel like it is such a struggle because you're cutting portion sizes, you're hardly eating anything and you're hungry, how are you going to maintain that? Like your goal is not to lose weight as quickly as you can. I mean, yeah, it might be because mine kind of was as well, but really you've got to shift the pro- the focus as hard as it is to thinking, are the habits that I'm creating now, are they going to be sustainable for the rest of my life? Because otherwise there, there really isn't any point. Like there's no point going to all this effort to lose 10 pounds if like one of my clients just said to me, I was literally at my goal weight for an hour and that stuck with me because isn't that how it is? You put all this effort in and you can't maintain it. And you get to a point where like stuff it. Like I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to go and eat um, milkshakes. But yeah, so eating enough. If you're hungry and miserable, you don't have that willpower to stay on plan. Not for very long and you definitely won't be able to maintain it. If you're thinking about like when I go back to my regular diet or when I've done this, when I've lost this amount of weight, I'll just go back to how I was eating. If you do that, you're just going to go back to getting the weight that got you where you are now. There's no going back. As you lose weight, as you become a smaller person, you actually need less calories. So the kind of foods that you're eating while you're losing weight, the kind of calories that you're eating while you're losing weight, you're going to have to be eating those probably for the rest of your life as you, as you lose um, like part of your body mass. So it's really, really important to find something that actually is sustainable. And that like yo-yo effect where you do the diet and then you gain back weight even quicker is really common. Like I don't know about you, but I have definitely done that. I did four months of a raw diet and like guys, like I talk about raw a lot because that's my experience, but it's not that I think that raw is all bad. Like I definitely don't think that it's something that is necessarily unhealthy. It's just hard to maintain and it's hard to do when you're not in a really warm climate. It's also really expensive. But my biggest issue was it with it was that even when I did this four months of raw and I did see the results because every day was a struggle. Every day was a, I can't wait till I can eat normally. As soon as I could eat normally again, I packed on the pounds because I was just eating all of these things that I had missed so much. Whereas how I eat now is how I enjoy eating. I eat all of the foods that I love. I eat porridge. I eat smoothies. I eat cookies if I want to. I eat like tons of potato, I eat like mashed potato, I eat, I eat stews, I eat burritos, I eat 
like curries. I eat what I want and I do occasionally have things like ice cream. But it, and so it's not an effort. I'm not waiting until I can kind of go off and go back to how I want to eat because this is the most food freedom I've ever had in my life. So the key to not being hungry while you're losing weight and hunger really is a thing that is going to make your journey miserable like nothing else. Like I don't know if you like I get to be that real hangry mum. Like if I'm if I'm hangry. Like, I watch out for anyone in my family, and I'm ashamed to admit that, but it just really is the case. And my best friend at my wedding, she's like, gave her speech was like 10 pieces of advice for my husband, and one of them was like, don't let Charles get hungry. So, you need to eat a large volume of food. So to do that and still be in a calorie deficit, which is vital for fat loss, we talked about this, you need to eat these low calorie but high volume food. And so if you think about like the longest lived people, the leanest people, healthiest people on the planet, if you examine their diets, they tend to eat upwards of 100 grams of fiber a day. To achieve that high amount of fiber, you have to eat a crap ton, like quite literally, of plants. And they do, like the average American only eats about like three to four pounds of food a day and really only gets about half of the recommended amount of fiber. So like between like 10 and 15 grams of fiber for perspective. But these people, these like really, really healthy, lean, long-lived people groups, they eat like around seven pounds of food or sometimes even more. Personally, I'm eating around six pounds of food a day and that's more than double of most people. I'm not going hungry, guys. The thing is you have to know what kind of foods to focus on because you can eat four pounds of food or three pounds of food and eat 4,000 calories or you can eat seven pounds of food and eat about 1,800 calories. So it's really, really key what kind of foods you're eating. There's a massive advantage to eating these high quantities of food because it is going to help your cravings. It is going to shut down your appetite. It is going to send signals to your brain to stop uh, like eating as much at the less at the subsequent meals. If you really want to be able to stick to your diet, if you really want to be in that consistent calorie deficit, then you need to be eating enough food so that you're not relying on willpower. I don't have to rely on willpower because I'm eating a lot of food. And this is like the biggest issue that I see people making when they change to eating the way that I eat. They think they're eating like me because they're eating a lot more vegetables. I'm like, darling, you are not eating half as many vegetables as I eat. I eat about three pounds of vegetables a day, but I also eat at least that much of things like potatoes, things like rice, and those kind of foods, these fiber-rich foods, things like potatoes, whole grains, and legumes, they actually keep you full for a long period of time. You need this combination of where you're having vegetables, very, very low in calories, helps you feel full, and then the fiber-rich foods, because newsflash, Things like vegetables and fruits aren't actually very high in fiber. The highest fiber foods 
are things like your oats and your lentils and chickpeas, those kind of foods. You need both of them in your diet. As a general rule when you're starting, fill up your plate and do about a one-to-one ratio. What that looks like practically for me is I'm having about like half a cup to a cup of raw oats in the morning. I'll make a porridge out of that. Normally ends up being about 400-500 grams, so about half a Um, a pound of food once it's got that water in it and then I'll be adding about a similar amount in uh, fruit on that so I'll put apples I will put frozen berries in there as well so it's a meal that's around about 500 sometimes 600 calories and all of my meals are very similar if I'm having lunch I'm cooking up a large amount of like sweet potatoes and then I'll be adding in lettuce and courgette and Um, bell pepper and cucumber and tomato and to make a massive amount of salad normally steamed broccoli as well to keep me full not only in the short term because it stretches out my stomach I can physically feel my stomach stretching but also later on as well so I'm not having as many cravings at night I'm not needing to snack on high calorie foods I'm not feeling like I have to rely again on that willpower And I know a lot of people are actually quite scared to be adding things like potatoes into their diet because they're, quote, heavy carbs. And they are higher in calories than things like broccoli. But just to get some perspective, if you were to eat like a massive sweet potato or probably two medium sweet potatoes, about a pound worth of food, that only comes out at about 400 calories. So you could eat that every single meal, a pound of sweet potatoes, a pound of potatoes, and also have like a big pound of broccoli. And you'd still only be eating about 1,500, maybe 1,600 calories in a day. Perspective-wise, most women are going to need between 1,600 and maybe 1,900 to be in a 25% calorie deficit. That's where most women sit. You don't have any reason, unless you're a frail old lady and you're maybe wheelchair-bound, you don't have any reason to think that you would need less calories than this kind of average uh, ballpark range. The biggest issue is that people aren't consistent. So they'll track their calories and they'll be doing 1,200 1200 calorie days or that'll be doing 500 calorie days but then think about all the days where you're not tracking or all the days where you go off and you binge or you eat things that are higher in calories the most people are not eating 1200 calories a day even when they think they're eating 1200 calories a day there was a study that was done and they took obese individuals that could not lose weight on 1200 calories a day the scientists wanted to figure out why they couldn't lose weight eating so little calories and they basically weighed and measured all the food in retrospect so people would um, like say okay this is how many calories I've eaten Um, like they were in a it's a tightly controlled study right so everything is getting is being looked at so they would tell them okay this plate is this many calories and then the um, researchers would actually go and weigh the food after they'd eaten as much as they wanted and what they found is without fail these all of these people that said still said we're eating 1200 calories a day they were eating more like 2100 calories a day so probably not in a deficit for most people and they're actually moving less than they calculated as well 
So the biggest issue for most people is not that they can't lose weight eating 1500, probably even 1700, maybe 1900 calories a day in the beginning, is that they're not being consistent with those kind of numbers. And if you were averaging out at about 1800 calories a day in terms of the, in the entire week, I can like 99% I'm 99% sure that you would lose weight on that. Like maybe you're an outlier, but I'm pretty sure because you're also going to be having a lot more energy eating that amount of calories. So you're going to be spontaneously moving more, which is what happens when you eat more carbohydrates as well. So if you're thinking and you're worried about the amount of food to eat, you really got to get perspective about what kind of calories add up quickly. And it's not potatoes. It's things like nuts. It's any kind of processed grain. Processed grains are where most Americans, or sorry, where Americans get most of their calories. So if you're eating things like bread, if you're eating flour tortillas, if you're eating crackers, any kind of really dry kind of food that you don't add water to, that's probably where you're getting the majority of your calories. It's not, don't blame potatoes and these other things. You definitely don't be, have to be scared to eat them. And another thing with this as well, people not eating enough food, less calories is not better. You want to be in this kind of 20% to 30% range of a deficit to what is your kind of maintenance calories, because there's a few reasons for this. Number one is you are going to hit a plateau at some point. And when that happens, when you have changed your body mass to the point that you need less calories, you need somewhere to go from that. You need to be able to modify your diet a little bit more. So if you're already doing the everything that is so incredibly hard for you. If you're already eating 1200 calories a day, you're really struggling with this. What are you going to do? How do you move? You don't have any wiggle room there. Whereas if you start off and you're eating big, satisfying meals, you're eating lots of starches, you're eating lots of vegetables, you're eating lots of fruit, it's pretty easy to then change that ratio slightly when you hit a plateau. And you're actually going to be able to enjoy your life as well because ain't nobody got time for being hungry and depressed, especially as a mum, just as a woman in general, just as a human and in general. Nobody got time for that. Don't do it. So the third reason, the third big mistake that people make when they're trying to burn off that fat is thinking that you're going to be perfect one day. So what this equates to is that you're trying to never mess up. You're trying to be really, really, really good, not have any slips. And you're thinking that at one point in your life, that's going to be attainable. So what happens? You mark up. You don't have a perfect week. You eat some, I don't know, brownie that your husband made. Shame on him. Anyway, you're off plan now. And then because you expected somehow that this time was going to be different, this time you were going to be perfect, you muck up and you feel like crap. You feel like you have failed, you've got that shame, and then you're just like, well, why do I even bother? I'm, I, I, I mucked up. I'm not perfect. And you're in and then you're out as quickly as you got in, thinking that you this would last this time. Now you're out again. And the thing that has changed for me probably most, not just my habits and the fact that I eat a ton more vegetables than I ever have in my life, I'm like this broccoli brain now, is that I stopped the cycle. I stopped thinking that I was going to be perfect and I started expecting that I wasn't. 
And now I've lost nearly 40 pounds and I've actually kept it off. And I don't look into the future and think, one day I'm going to be fully raw, no slip-ups. Or one day I'm never going to want burgers anymore. No, instead I'm going, okay, I'm probably going to go and have a burger sometime. Or I'm, yeah, like today even as well, I'm doing this potato reset and I'm going to do an interview with the creator of the Potato Reset ebook uh, next week. So look out for that. But I didn't have any potatoes. Like you heard the saga about trying to go to the supermarket and the battery was flat. So I ate some bananas. Am I going to beat myself up? No, because this is a guideline that helps me. And I feel like I did the best thing I could in that situation. It's not about rules. Going back to um, point number one, where people don't understand that it's all about being in a calorie deficit. I don't beat myself up when I go off off plan because the plan isn't what helps me lose weight. I understand it's the calorie deficit that lose weight. So going off plan, it doesn't necessarily affect that. And if it does, it doesn't matter because I just get straight back on and I don't beat myself up about it. This is why I have such a beef with diets like keto and even like this kind of like raw to four, fully raw kind of diets is because what happens? You don't understand how a calorie deficit works. You think it's the keto. You think it's ketosis that is helping you lose weight. What happens if you eat a piece of bread? Now you're not in ketosis anymore because you ate three grams over the amount of food that you meant or carbohydrates, sorry, that you were meant to eat. And now you're off plan. Now all of your hard work for the last month or however long it's been is gone because of one slice of bread so then you're out again because all right I failed it's not working whereas if you understood a calorie deficit you'd go okay I mean you wouldn't be doing keto anyway keto sucks it's real bad anyway but you would understand that this doesn't derail your journey it just adds to your calorie count and the best thing that you can do is just eat better the next time around or eat like a food that is going to help you at your next meal People that aren't successful and that won't be able to maintain their weight loss, they end up seeing success as something that is either in or out. Whereas I truly believe that is much more like a spectrum and the big picture is more important than these tiny little details. An example of that is like a detail might be you had some cake on a Saturday night. Wow, big whoop it's a tiny detail if you're still in a deficit for the entire week if most of your meals are with it like I said you're eating those sweet potatoes every day you're eating those veggies every day that's becoming your habit I'm stuttering stuttering ooh 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 who remembers that song um anyway so like if your general lifestyle is becoming closer and closer to the kind of habits that you need to actually be the kind of person that is losing weight consistently and able to keep it off because those things are just how you live your life now then a little bit of cake now and then it's not gonna it's not gonna be a big deal but what is a big deal what is a big picture problem is if you are constantly binging on cake every weekend and then you're eating like a thousand calories of really pitiful little salads during the week torturing yourself thinking I got to make up for this because I ate all these all this cake and now I got to be perfect now I got to be strict with myself and then you do that whole entire cycle again guys it's not the cake that's the issue it's not the one piece of cake it's the thinking that that 
is a failure. It's a thinking, now I can just go off plan. It's the thinking that I'm going to make up for this. This is key. This is giving you license to overeat and to binge is that you're thinking you can make up for this and you can't because you're stuck in a cycle. You won't be able to make up for this because you go round and round and you do it constantly. The only way that you're actually going to break that cycle is accept that you're going to fail. No, you won't be able to make up for it in the future. So start getting back on track as soon as you can and don't shame yourself into this yeah into this cycle again and again and again I know it's easier said than done I appreciate that I know it's hard but if you if the big thing isn't working for you if the big starting on Monday gonna be strict isn't working for you start doing something much smaller start with getting a little bit better start with teaching your brain which is a malleable thing which can change that you are not a slave to your impulses you are not a slave to your your past patterns because you can develop new habits so if you're used to eating 10 cookies if that's your binge if that's your cycle instead of eating 10 eat 5 or instead of eating 10, eight, nine and a half, something moving you in the right direction, seeking improvement rather than perfection so that you can actually start seeing results. If you have got a problem with eating lots of takeaways on the weekend and that's you're good all week and then you go and you just eat all the takeaways. If it's not working for you to be like, okay, I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to eat salads on the weekend. Realistically, could you just tell yourself, well, I'm going to eat a slightly less calorie dense meal that I'd still get from the takeaways? Or am I just going to make sure that I at least have two healthy breakfasts or two uh, that I at least eat enough on the next day so that I'm not starting that cycle again? I'm not getting hungry and then that hunger is taking over my better judgment. You've got to break the start the cycle by doing something differently than what you've done before. You don't break cycles by thinking like, okay, this time I'm going to have more willpower. You break cycles by actually being able to commit to doing something very, very different. And that might be just looking at it in a completely different way, not in or out. Yeah, I, I truly believe that this perfectionism mindset will hold you back like nothing else because you're in or you're out, you're up and you're down. You're wrong when it's right. You didn't come here to hear me sing, I don't think. Uh, I did this for so, so many years. Like I'm talking probably Oh, six, seven years, partly because I didn't understand number one, I didn't understand it was a calorie deficit. So then I'd always go raw and I'd do these kind of two weeks of raw. And then I would go off plan and then I wouldn't be perfect. And then I'd just completely go off the rails because I'll get back to that perfection soon. Didn't work. Newsflash. With this as well, I think it's important to understand that the way that you're eating shouldn't feel like it's so, so hard to get back to. That's the thing as well. Like if I eat cake, I'm not like if I'm eating a cake at a birthday party, for example, I go home and I eat the same kind of food that I would every single day because number one, that's what's in my house. And number two, I like eating that. I'm still eating meals that are helpful to me, meals that are on plan, but it doesn't feel like an effort because it's not going back to something that's torture. And this is partly why, this is the other reason why I said eat enough 
blimmin food so that you're not having to commit to something that feels like a death sentence and that's going to help you with this kind of all in all out mindset as well because when you're actually enjoying what you're doing it's not such a big struggle to get back on track you just you just do it because it's it's how you like to eat it's how you like to live and some of that is learnt some of those things take time to develop like learning to eat much much more vegetables or cooking without Uh, like oil but it is very very doable so in contrast to these three biggest mistakes where do you start what are the best three best practices that you can actually make so here's a bit of a summary instead of thinking that it's a diet really truly accept that it is being in a calorie deficit there's no new fad that's going to come out or hormone book or some kind of like supplement or protein power powder that's going to help you see the results that you want it's being in a consistent calorie deficit and this is why the program that I run the lean with plants membership I don't give like a specific meal plan because I want these girls that I'm coaching and they do to modify themselves to understand how to lower their calories and eat the foods that they love and know that they're going to be able to keep it long term long after they get bored of the kind of recipes that I've made most of don't even make a lot of the recipes in my ebook even though they are amazing I feel like I did myself a disservice there but yeah the recipes in my ebook are flipping amazing the people that make them love them but yeah we all just like making our own things who else has put an ebook and never made the recipes in it I do that all the time calorie deficit it's not magic Instead of eating these tiny portions and cutting the amount of food that you're eating, focus on eating much more of the right kinds of food. Aim for at least two pounds of veggies per day and really be eating as much starches as that as well. Try and fit about a one-to-one ratio, especially in the beginning, and you can always modify that over time if you're not seeing the results that you want to see. Instead of aiming for perfection, expect failure and plan for it. So that's creating consistent habits so that you don't have to rely on willpower. For me, that's things like having a consistent time that I eat breakfast, a consistent real, really meal time for all of my meals. And that's things like having a breakfast pretty much the same every single day. I'm planning for that. I'm ready for that. I don't have to think about it. And very similar for lunch as well. I'm always having some kind of component meal. I just, I'm in the mindset now. I'm in the habit now where I'm most mornings thinking, okay, I need to put on some potatoes or I need to quickly roast up some sweet potato for my meals. And if I'm, if I'm at work, I will have done that the night before. So with expecting failure as well and planning for it is taking like a really, really good kind of scientific-y look at why you're failing. And if you're failing in the same areas consistently, this is really, really powerful. Ask yourself why, but then just keep digging deeper and ask yourself why and why and why and why. Again, try and get to the root issue. And the root issue is pretty much always going to be some kind of system, some kind of habit that wasn't in place. It's not about you. More often than not, not you failing is going to come down to number one like all this food that we want to eat all of this processed food that we binge on because no one's binging on broccoli it's freaking delicious and it's it's massively rewarding to the brain it's massively addictive so you eating that especially if you're hungry that's not you failing that's you being human that's you like being 
just a regular human person who loves Ben and Jerry's or who loves a good beer. And that is normal. So stop thinking that this is something wrong with you Accept that this is just the way that this food is designed to make you feel and then plan to be more successful in the future. Don't think, okay, well, I'm going to somehow like resist this in the future. Think, okay, could I create a healthier alternative? It's going to be lower in calories than this brownie that someone made. Can I eat more before I go out to hang out with my friends so I'm not as hungry and I can make better choices? Can I be more prepared when I go to work so that I've got a lot of food that is going to be filling and satisfying for me. So thinking about instead of, okay, I'm just going to um, like react differently, think how can I plan differently? And then when you expect this, you don't give yourself such a hard time. You just try to put things in place that are going to be more helpful for you later on. And again, that doesn't have to be perfect either. Even just being a little bit better, being a little bit more prepared, a little bit more consistent Um, getting up a little bit sooner than last time is going to be setting you on a path to build momentum with your habits, to get some improvement, and you will get to the destination a lot quicker if you're making tiny improvements than if you're constantly making big, big strides, but then falling really, really massively. So that's the end of the podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it today and I will see you on Instagram. Come connect with me. If you like this episode, please send me a DM or put it on your stories. And I love connecting with you guys. Absolutely freaking makes my day. So yeah, I will talk to you next week where I will be interviewing the lovely Janine from the Potato Reset. So see you there.